0: done its
1: part. let Him in my life my heart. Love done its part. Now let Him in my life my
0: heart. Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We are glad you are listening today, and hope you find words of healing, insight, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings Ministry was founded by Lee and Shay Preston and born out of God's vision for setting captives free. If you would like to support us in the work we do, please visit www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate. Today on Healing Hidden Wounds, Lee is talking with Jonathan Darty, director of Be Broken Ministries. Let's listen in as Lee and Jonathan discuss the ins and outs of recovery from sexual brokenness. my life
2: well Lee we are going to uh, give hopefully a really encouraging broadcast this week for parents and these are for parents of folks who maybe uh, they've found out that their child is you know they've had that that moment where their child says comes to them and says hey mom dad I'm gay and and from whatever point from that point on, uh, we want to try to uh in this broadcast maybe give some encouragement to them. And so why don't why don't you tell us maybe where we're going in this broadcast as far as maybe how parents can uh relate more effectively with their with their kids who have said, I'm gay.
1: Sure, sure. Well one of the uh, things that just was laid on my heart as I was writing this up is that uh you know, we do some parents' uh, segments on the radio, but we don't have many of them, and it just felt like it was time to talk to parents again right. because, you know, this thing can really devastate a family. And I and I say a family because most of the time, the, and I'm going to talk, uh, since we're basically directed towards men, I'm going to talk directly at the sons who say, hey, I'm gay, mom and dad. Most of the time that, that young man is just determined that, hey, this is my life. I've made this decision. It really doesn't affect you. I'm the one who decided this or or, or have determined that this is where I'm headed. And, uh, and, a, and a mom and dad are, like, reeling at that point, not sure what to do and, and not sure how to handle it. And their thoughts and hopes and dreams for their son has just been uh, completely shattered and they're trying to rebuild whatever they think that might look like. And so, to try to address just what a parent might need to do from here is a big step because uh, you have a lot of different reactions from parents. One reaction might be, "Oh my gosh, what have we done?" The next one may be, "Oh my gosh, I've done nothing wrong. I know I was a perfect parent. So what do I? How come my son is this way?" Right. You know, and the other one is kind of somewhere in between, and it's like you know, trying to figure out what do I do from here for my son who now has said uh, I'm gay. And, uh, you know, there's a whole range of emotion there. Especially if the, you know, knowing that it has devastated a family. I mean, even though this individual, this young man has made the choice, I always say his choice is now affecting the entire family. And how it used to run, and how it used to function, and you know, even the beliefs it held about itself—all those things—kind of get thrown up in the air for grabs when this comes out, and the moms and dads have to completely reorder their thinking on this.
2: Well, you know, the first thing that popped into my head, as you were saying, that was, well, isn't that so, sort of similar to to how divorce works in a family? It's like you know, the parents tell the kids, "Hey, listen, it it wasn't because of you. It's not your fault." And they split up, and yet it affects. There's an effect on those children for the sure. decisions that they made, so uh, a son may came, come to his parents and and legitimately say, "Mom, Dad, it's not your fault. This is my choice," and yet that choice, if it affects a whole family, I mean, it's it's an effect. It has an effect on the family.
1: Most definitely, most definitely, and I think what I I, I wanted to talk about was exactly that change and how it affects the family and how, uh, uh, at least, a mom and dad can either. Help in this situation, or certainly hurt in this situation, Um, you know, and that's why one of the things that we uh, that I titled this as is you know kind of an all changing love. It's a it's an opportunity to look at this at this situation that's just happened with your son who's just told you that you're gay and determine we're going to love through this, not do anything else. And that's kind of scary, even even in that, because sometimes parents say, "Okay, now wait a minute. What's he trying to say here? That I'm got to love my son and accept him for who he is?" And that's a scary question.
2: Yeah, and I think sometimes too, it's it's most of the time. I think somewhere in the reaction that a parents are going to have to this discovery or this revelation that their son says I'm gay, there's going to very quickly, I think, the mind is going to go to action. Sure. What to do rather than maybe the underlying um, how to be.
1: <laughs> exactly. Because, hey, listen, how, what have we always done before? You know, little John puts his fork in the light socket, and mom runs over and spanks his hand and says, stop that, and takes the fork away, right? You know, now little John says, hey, I'm gay. Oh, my gosh, mom's got to run over, tell him he's wrong, don't do that anymore, and he's supposed to just stop, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't always work that way. Uh, And that's a typical response. I want to offer that to parents. I mean, parents generally want to start punitive measures next. Oh, my gosh, he just told me he's gay. Well, we're not going to pay for your school anymore, or we're going to withdraw your tuition, and you're going to have to pay for it on your own, or you don't get the car anymore, or you know what, you can still live at home, but you know what, we're not going to pay for your food anymore, (laughs) whatever comes up, you know. All trying to say, look, we don't agree with this, and it's got to stop. And uh, I'm just offering to parents out there that's not a great way to turn because I've never known a guy who thinks he's gay to stop thinking that way just because mom and dad now have, have told him we're taking your car away if you don't stop this.
2: Yeah, I think about the passage where Paul was talking about the law, and saying, "Listen, you know, I wouldn't have known what covetousness was until the law said don't covet." But when I saw that the law said don't covet, every form of covetousness arose within me. Right. And so it's like the more parents kind of press law, so to speak, threats, rules, restrictions onto this son that has now declared this, it's actually going to have, um, it's actually going to have the effect that butter has on a watermelon, and you trying to grab onto it. Sure. I mean, it's just going to squirt out more. It's going to move. He's going to move further and further away. It's going to have a dividing effect, rather than any sort of uniting and healing effect at all in the relationship.
1: Sure, and it's only going to make those wounds that are already there feel much more in, more intense by the by the young man who's just determined that he's gay.
2: And and some in some ways it might give him false justification too, the idea of saying you know, boom, the parents start to put the cage around him and say you're not going to do this we're going to withhold that we're going to you know all these sorts of rules and parameters and then his retaliation which makes it very easy for him is saying this is exactly why i'm i'm not going to be what you want me to be sure you know cuz sometimes and i'm not going to say all the time certainly not there's so many variables and factors but but sometimes um a, a son coming to his parents and saying i'm gay is a form of a rebellious act sure of saying, listen, I, I have never felt connected to you, and so let's get a rise out of you. right? Hey, folks, I'm gay. right? And whether or not the kid actually believes it, you know, I mean, he may be experimenting in those sorts of things, but sometimes there's already these this disconnect based on parents attempting to control behavior in their children, and we're wanting to hopefully in this broadcast give a whole different angle, a different paradigm from which to Attack this issue.
1: Well, sure. And his ultimate response there, if you tell tell him, "Hey, we're taking all this away now that you've told us this," is, "So, what's different? This is the way it's always been." And unfortunately, that's something parents sometimes have to look at: is how have we attempted to control the behaviors in our home? And you know, he's not going to change based upon your decision to immediately start telling him that all this stuff's going to get taken away. What he's going to do is he's going to go to that area of least resistance, which is generally all of his gay friends Mm -hmm. and all of his other friends, at least in today's culture, that say, hey, so what? You were born that way. We'll accept you, so your parents are jerks. Come on over and and, uh, be a part of our
2: family. And, you know, I think about this in terms of you know maybe a simple thought that parents can run through their mind if those words come out of their son's mouth, I'm gay. Is the golden rule do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right, and think and think through your own history as a parent. Have you ever truly had a change of heart through any threat or rule being imposed upon you, and I would submit no Absolutely. Heart, hearts don't change because of rules, you know hearts change because of relationship, because of right. love, there's grace. Hearts are changed in a, in a mysterious spiritual interaction. That's right. You may, you may a rule may, uh, you may have the fear of consequence that might modify behavior for a season. And so you might you might say, yeah, but in my history, when my parents said they were gonna do this, I, 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 I obeyed. For yeah, a but while. Would, but would your heart change? Your, right. It's like you might, again, under the threat of consequence, Sure. You might do something behave a certain way for a while and maybe even your son to appease you if you say threat 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 he might he might start looking like at least in your presence that he's not doing these things but what it probably does it's just pushed it deeper into secrecy and he's just gonna hide it sure. from you
1: well I agree I mean for, I mean rules with uh, with fear used to enforce Will only be followed when they're in your presence exactly and so if that's not really that's actually doing just the opposite of what you want to do for your son which is establishing a really loving unconditional relationship basically what that's saying is is okay mom and dad because you freaked out I'm only gonna show you what you want to see which is the good boy that you've always wanted which is the guy who does exactly what you tell him to do and but yet behind your backs, I'll do something different. And, and that's what this whole thing about about this all-changing love is right. about, and that is accepting him as who he is at that point. And before you turn the radio off, <laughs> I want you to know, the reason why I'm saying is accepting him right at that point is because fear is not going to change him. Your love and acceptance is going to change him. You don't have to accept what he's done but you can't accept him as the son that he is to you.
2: Yeah, and I think also, um, you know, the, it's almost like the motivations have to go way beyond appearance. The motivation, because cause sometimes while, yes, while loving him has the potential to be an cha- agent of change in his life, that can't be your motivation. Sure. Because he may not change. Right he may go the rest of his life in this lifestyle and the choice comes down to you parent as whether or not am i going to love my son or am i going to reject my son exactly and that message is profound whether or not he he changes
1: and before we move too far past that i i, I it's like you i wanted to address that to parents you know do i accept him because some parents are now going to say, Well, of course I accept him, but he's not welcome in our home unless he changes. Or, I'm not paying for his school unless he... I accept him exactly for who he is, and of course I love him, but I won't whatever. And I think you have to be real careful with that, because I think what's a what's a great example of this is God's love. He never withdraws his love. He continues to love us. He continues to call us his children, even though we're in the midst of a sin, that we are at that point choosing to continue in.
2: And also, you know, some parents will say, yeah, but God disciplines those he loves. And I, my my response to that would be, you know, when you've got a, a, a 17-year-old boy that comes to you and says, I'm gay, uh, you know what, in many ways, he's he's beyond sort of that parent child disciplinary <laughs> right. stage, it's more of like he is he is making decisions now as an adult and so the relationship dynamic does change. Even though we'll always be our children's parents, we don't always relate in the same way. That's where there's sort of a difference between God and us. Sure. Is we are always little children. We're never called the the uh you know the grown-ups of God right we're always the children of God. so before him we're always little children and so therefore there's sort of that disciplinary thing so I think the dynamics change a little bit and that's where it gets we're not gonna say at all that this isn't a profoundly difficult thing for parents to wrap their minds and their hearts around to say am i willing to in every instance and in every moment accept my son who he is sure that's tough sure I mean because we're human we have emotion we have opinions we have uh, you know we have we've got certain uh, you know moral boundaries that we've that we've drawn and even God has moral boundaries that he's drawn but think about it have we crossed his moral boundaries sure absolutely and he doesn't like tuck tail and run and abandon us and it, it you know it says that he continues to pursue us so I think The mentality has to be along those lines, even though it will be the hardest thing you ever have to do. Sure. Because we want to... And that's sort of like the overarching philosophy here that we're talking about. Okay. Will you accept your son when he says, I'm gay? Now, what do you do from, from there on? Because, obviously, that creates some confusion. Well, how do I interact with my son? How do we... How do we build a relationship when this major shift has occurred in the dynamic?
1: Sure, and I think uh, I think again the most important thing is to just try to keep in your mind, parents, this thought of unconditional love. Um, You know, and and kind of be thinking of the fact that you know God, if He were just a God of rules, we might follow them because we're afraid He'll zap us with a lightning bolt, but we're not really following Him because we love Him. And so, what you're right. wanting to do is establish just an unconditional love with your son, and that is, first and foremost, I think, is a reminder that your son is a hundred percent him. He's only ten percent gay at this point. There's still ninety percent of him that is not changed. He's still the student you thought he was. He's still got the good heart that you thought he did. He still wants good things for his life. He still has dreams and hopes, and he still has a future ahead of him. He still has all these things. Now, there's some grieving that may have to take place there because most of the time parents have to readjust their goals, which is sometimes a parental issue to begin with, that their goals have, have kind of overshadowed the goals of their son. But sometimes those goals, and it's it's certainly a, a realistic grieving process of grieving the loss of maybe grandchildren or uh, a daughter-in-law in the family or having you know everybody over for christmas and having pitter-patter of little feet running through the house because right. grandkids are important right but we may not have grandkids with with uh, with our son because who knows when he'll decide he's, this is not what god's best is for him but are we going to continue to love him through this sure uh the next step is even deciding how do we love him if he decides he has a, oh, maybe a a partner at some point? If he brings his male partner home or he wants to bring his male partner home, what do we do with that? Do we allow that? Isn't that just acknowledging that we're accepting of his behavior? Well, I think you have to ask yourself the question then is, do we want him to be a part of our family still? And as much as you know, and this is where I have to leave it up to parents because parents truly have to make that decision do we allow this guy in the house do we not allow this guy in the house but just know that if if he's in the midst of a of a besetting sin like homosexuality and he's struggling and this is truly who he thinks he is you telling him he's not allowed to bring his partner home it, it will <coughs> hmm, sorry will hurt him it will hurt him but he will most likely venture out into the gay community further and call them more of their of his family. Mm-hmm. And he will never get to see the truly unconditional love that even God has for him, even in the midst of his sin. You know, uh, I'm always reminded of Jesus with the woman at the well. He didn't criticize. He didn't belittle. He didn't say, well, you better stop this. He just told her what her sin was. He just said, well, you have other, four other, five other men. And the one you're with now is not your husband. And, and she just had to see that. And he loved her in spite of that. And I think it's kind of like, Hey, how do you just keep loving your son, even though he's in the place of sin? Um, I think you do that through relationship. And if you lose relationship with him, then you may have lost your chance to show him unconditional love.
2: Well, what seems to come to light so clearly in all of this and, and I don't want to say this in a way where it sounds like I'm I'm really trying to hammer parents here but I think this is still the truth is that so much of what this boils down to is a is a parent's desire to control sure and you know that makes sense if you've been a parent if you've been a parent you understand that because you know what when you have a little baby when you have a little toddler when you have little you know grade school kids Control is part of your relationship because you sure. are you are shaping, you are building character, you are putting things into that child, and there's a higher degree of a control in the relationship because here's a little child who knows nothing. Right. Well, now you're dealing with essentially a young adult mm-hmm. or an adult, and it's so hard for I think parents in any you know family. <laughs> ultimately relinquish that control and say this is now a person who's making their own decisions and the hardest thing is to say when they make a poor decision I can't control them right anymore and that's why I think the love and the grace and the forgiveness in the relationship is so key because what that's going to communicate to that child is as I you know quote-unquote experiment with being an adult and I make dumb decisions, and I make good decisions, and I make you know crazy decisions, I make smart decisions. There's a place in which I can always be anchored to in my home with my family. Right. And so I try, to think, I try to help parents think of it more in the mindset of am I going to have a welcoming environment and a welcoming relationship with my children regardless of the poor decisions they make as young adults and in adulthood knowing that I can't control that, but one thing I can is my disposition towards them. And if my disposition towards them is going to be the door's always open, my arms are always open, I am always going to love you, then you might not even realize the profound impact that that can have on them that you never even notice, maybe ever, or until years later. Right. But that's the hard thing, is consistently loving that child no matter the decisions they're making and again that's a godlike love and i want to encourage parents too because i think parents you may not realize this but this may actually be an opportunity in your life for god to do unbelievably miraculous things in your life as a parent see we always make it about the kid who said i'm gay but what about what God can do in your life and the transformation of you understanding and receiving God's love through your grief and then you get, getting the comfort from God and then being able to say wow I, I can display that to my child because God has displayed that to me and so it's a profound thing that can happen in the parents
1: amen that's an excellent excellent point Jonathan because the amazing thing there is usually these parents and I'm just talking to parents in general um, one of the underlying sins of this is perfectionism and performance. Right. Because, you know, none of us really want a kid to grow up and be a screw-up, right? <laughs> so <laughs> so you, you want them to constantly be heading in the right direction, and sometimes we can overemphasize that and make them little performers and little guys who have to be perfect all the time. And so I think that's an excellent point, that this is also an opportunity for the parents to see that hey our son may not turn out the way we want him to but do we love him just the same you know i always use the example of you know we're all given kids when they're little saplings but you know a pecan tree's not going to look just like a maple tree and if a parent tries to grow up that little tree that's really a pecan tree as a maple tree you're not going to get maple sap out of that tree you're going to get pecans and you can keep beating that tree and right. trimming it and cutting the limbs off But it's not going to change. And God is the one who made that son of yours exactly who he is. And if this particular sin is in his life right now, then it must be that God has allowed it to be there to help that boy change into who God wants him to be. And he may be allowing you to go through it to show you some ways to be more unconditional in your love and accept your son for who he is.
2: Yeah, so I think if, at the very least, if parents can... Can see this sort of revelation that their that their son gives them as an opportunity rather than only an obstacle because if you think of it if your if your first response is this is an obstacle that we've got to overcome as a family, then you've immediately left the realm of relationship and it's about get back into the proper picture that we've established for what this family is again the perfectionism right. And if you look at it as an opportunity, then there's going to be room for growth in your own relationship with God, your own relationship with your your spouse or the other parent, right? And also your growth in your relationship with your son. Exactly. And so, opportunity is, I guess, the word that we need to be, you know, let helping that you will be thinking about if this should happen to you is how am I How am I taking advantage of this opportunity to grow in all those relational ways?
1: Sure, and I just want to follow up on what we've said. And I want to offer to parents, this by no means discounts your pain. No. And I really want them to know that. It by no means discounts your pain, your ideals for your future for your son, uh, for your ideals of what you planned for him. It by no means discounts that. And it also, I want to say, it does not... It does not condone the sin. Because right. I really, I, I hear it in my mind right now, parents saying, yeah, but if I allow him to bring his partner home for Sunday dinner, doesn't that tell him I'm okay with his sin? And it's like, I always ask parents, let me ask you, how many times have you asked him, how many times have you told him that you don't agree with his lifestyle? Probably 7, something thousand times. And so he probably knows that you disagree with it. Allowing him to come home for lunch one time with his partner might be a statement of, hey, I know mom and dad don't agree, but they love me enough to give in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not to the sin, but to the unconditional love that they have for me. Yeah. And that can show a son something that he's may may have never seen before, that mom and dad love me even though they disagree with what I'm doing.
0: We are glad you joined us today and we hope that God had a special word just for you. Remember that Healing Hidden Wounds and Shadow of His Wings Ministry are listener supported and all services are provided on a donation basis. If you heard something today that was especially important to you, we hope you will consider donating a gift. Please visit www.healinghiddenwounds.com to donate today.
1: Now let him reign in my life and my heart Your love has
2: done its part Now let him reign in my life